Welcome to Be There Dundet, a Catholic history podcast. I'm Lilia, and along with me is Jake. In this episode, we are uh, doing a Get to Know Us, where we are going to talk about our credentials, or lack thereof, our faith, and what we hope to see in the podcast. Yeah, Um, so this is Jake, and... I thought I'd mention that if we didn't make this clear previously, um, Lilia and I are husband and wife, and um, we are doing this podcast partly to make sure that history, which is a passion of ours um, ever since we met, stays in our lives. And um, as we could talk about how we met, do you want to do that first? Oh, gross. Yeah, I guess we can. All right. How did we meet Lilia? It's a famous story. Well, it's it's a story because Jake didn't remember the first time we met. He apparently needs to meet in person three times in order to remember them. I I really really do remember after you highlighted the actual story. I then I connected you with the incident. But okay, go ahead and tell it. So we met in our Rome semester at the university we attended while we were studying abroad, um, and. During one of the first, like the first week or so, I had trouble at the laundry machine and Jake helped me, but he made it seem as if I was an idiot, so I made it my my mission. Yeah, no, I'm just joking. Well, it was a coin operated um, laundry machine, like a token operated kind, where you had to like get special tokens. And you were having trouble putting the token into yeah, the Yeah, and so, and then Jake did it easily and looked at me like as if I was special. <laughs> really, I looked at you with embarrassment for myself because it was I, when for it me. happened, I realized like, hmm, I made that a little bit too easy. And then I, I knew I made you felt awkward, so I, I kind of, I made yeah. you feel awkward, so I felt awkward, so I sort mm-hmm. of slowly backed away, and <laughs> we didn't speak to each other for a while. For almost towards the end of the semester, but you ended up becoming friends with my friends, and so then... Then we spoke again. We started talking. Yep. Um, Meanwhile, we ended up accidentally in each other's photos of Pompeii and every place else in Greece because we were since our last names were in the same group yeah general vicinity of the alphabet we always ended up in the same kind of small groups touring around with our professors oh it was meant to be shut up I'm just kidding it yeah it was fake <laughs> yeah so whatever <laughs> really cute yeah. but but we it was kind of funny that we did have those pictures where I would be taking a picture from one direction and like the Coliseum, and you would be taking a picture from like the opposite direction. So we were in each other's pictures, taking pictures of each other. Yeah, and then once we met each other, we also found out that we were history majors, and that was kind of a cool thing to talk about later on. And um, we dated once we came back um, after the following yeah. semester, and um, yeah, this is the rest is history. But um, so. How did you actually get into history? Oh, I guess we didn't talk about that the last time. Um, so this is not our first time recording this. Uh, we had some audio difficulties, but hopefully this will be a better yeah, but better recording. Um, so as far as me getting into history, I actually didn't have too much of an influence in my family. 
which is strange because you're the opposite. Yeah. Um, I don't really remember, but I had always, just since elementary school, I had always been intrigued with the idea of travel and the idea of learning different cultures and different societies. I, I really can't explain it. I had always been the nerd in my family with wanting to watch documentaries and wanting to go to the library every Sunday and uh, things like that. I just, I, I can't explain what in particularly influenced me. The only thing that actually started my want to know was maybe Dracula in like hmm. fourth and fifth grade. Did so, you read the novel? No. Just, I just, I mean, I just, just had a book. Of yeah, it. just the subject of hmm. vampires and Dracula. I mean, it was the 90s. Of course, vampires were around, so. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, Buffy. Buffy yeah. was definitely there. <laughs> um, that's interesting. I guess, I, like you said, my family had a big influence on me. So our, our family vacations from when I was pretty little were to go visit national parks and, like, Civil War battlefields. And, I mean, we went around, like, historic cemeteries. We stayed in a supposedly haunted old house in Concord, Massachusetts. And um, we, so, uh, one of my most um, profound memories that got me into Native American history, I think, was when I was, like, 10 years old and we went to Deerfield, Massachusetts, which had been subject to multiple Indian attacks hundreds of years ago and they have an old door there from like the turn of the 18th century that still has the hatchet marks from the um, the indian attackers i thought that was awesome so that had a that uh, those types of things um and i guess visiting like the west kind of um made me really interested in american history and native american history and colonial history and colonial spanish history and <laughs> just kidding um, um but i mean i really fell in love with history i think after because of and after the rome semester at the university of dallas um and then taking uh like especially the course on the british empire after after that started getting really deep into history i think i've always had a love of history and then it was in high school too that um i was affirmed i was always good at math and science which is strange that I got a degree in liberal arts but um I was never good at that stuff so no I was <laughs> but no one told me otherwise um and career paths anywho it was until um my sophomore year of high school where my world history AP teacher was like you're actually pretty good at this and was pretty upset at me because I didn't take the AP mm. but I was like a sophomore who wasn't necessarily encouraged yeah to um um do advanced things yeah i got a lot of encouragement from high school teachers on and if you're if you are a teacher and this is how you can get somebody a kid really into it i think it's just by giving them the positive feedback and the opportunities but i would do um uil competitions for social studies where we would read a history book basically and, and take a test yeah and that's what my high school junior my my junior high school teacher did for me as well he really tried to encourage me he actually tried to get me into the uil um that was a part of our school however i was rejected because i wasn't in the particular magnet program that was doing the uil um. so it kind of 
So I was kind of just shut down a little bit throughout high school on that. And um, I kind of had some similar experience in our upper levels in mm-hmm. university. Just And I think it was partially because I also had to work. You can say and, it. We don't have to be subtle. You, mm-hmm. I mean, don't name names, but... I mean, basically, Professor t- encouraged me just to get a job after undergrad instead of even thinking about graduate school which kind of stinks but i i mean i have this interest and i i love it and i hope we can do something with this yeah so i guess let's talk about our university (laughs) yeah i mean it had a really big influence on us so we both went to university of dallas and i think we're pretty proud of it it's not a school that tons of people have heard of but i mean within the catholic world i think it's sort of known but it was a it's a great books kind of school um it has a core of of text that people read so among those would be like the iliad and the odyssey and the bible um some of the church fathers and saint augustine's confessions um there's a you know plato's republic and you just kind of the normal western canon of of great books we both had to do a thesis in order to graduate and with a bachelor's degree and um my thesis was concentrated on the um, the Fourth Republic, which was the French government that took place after World War II and um, its failure because it only lasted less than two decades. Um, just with everything that had happened before, you would think the French would have gotten it. Third Republic lasted kind of a while, right? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's that's like what after, I mean, comparatively, a sort yeah, of a swap. Yeah, so that was interesting to me, and that's, Jake and I differ in that. He, like he had said earlier, his is more native and colonial history, and I can tell you I never was interested in Mesopotamia. Um, so my, my interest in history has always been more European, modern, and, Mm-hmm. And just worldly, because I, I like different cultures and different things. And you kind of like the current events and I contemporary do. stuff. I do. Right. Um, I, I do like modern history. Um, and also, we just, I mean, I, I encouraged both of us to take modern China when, when yeah. it was offered And there. that was a good choice. It was a good mm-hmm. class. It was a great class. It was, much, it was much less of a mistake than the class Hitler, history and image that I took. It was <laughs> less than my medieval law history class, so... Yeah, that that sounded like that was not my forte. I don't know why I decided to. Well, work schedule. The work schedule pushed me to do it. Yeah, Um, yeah. So Lily's focus, her her interests lie more in contemporary history, um, and European history, and mine's more American and colonial. But I um I do have kind of an interest in religious history, which I guess you could tell because we're doing this podcast. Um, My thesis um, when I was a history major was on Pontiac's Rebellion. And that doesn't sound like religious history, but I focused specifically on neutral Indian groups who decided, for whatever reason, to not join either the British or the um, the Native American groups that were part of the uprising. And um, this is an uprising that happened in colonial America right after the French and Indian War. Um, so there were in neutral groups that were motivated by things like their Catholicism or their kind of pacifist almost like quaker like religions um and there was a just a lot of diverse motivations it was really interesting to learn about kind of the religious landscape of 
you know, the pre-colonial or the colonial, um, uh, pre-United States, uh, old Northwest. And I really enjoyed that, uh, learning about like Jesuits who were helping like survivors, you know, flee the, the areas that were uh, in, uh, involved in the violence. <laughs> Lily just yawned yes, really big. Yes, I just yawned. <laughs> um, I, I was... love that history. No, I'm kidding. And I, gotta... I love history, but I just that's not my. Yeah, that's okay. That's not not my, everybody uh, has to interest. like everything. And... No, and I think that's why you and I would like. We hope that this podcast is diverse because you and I have different interests. Yeah. And, um, it's it's good. Do you want to bring different perspectives or different subjects? Not perspectives. Yeah. Um, I guess you want to talk about our faith, right? Um, so a major point for me as to why I want to do this podcast and continue this podcast is because my faith journey is different than Jake's. Uh, so I was kind of, I came, I come from a Hispanic background. And so for me, part of it was more, I saw more of the cultural Catholic, uh, view and I had mainly my grandmother, the the practicing member in our family and partially my mom who you know spoke about god every once in a while to us but because my dad didn't really have the faith at that time we didn't really um talk about it too often we would go to church every sunday and the rule was that we would have to go to church every sunday while we lived in their roof under their roof but the truth is is that more by middle school I was just not I wasn't catechized enough to really know and care about the faith and so by the time I was in high school I was actually trying to explore different faiths under the radar of my parents unknowing though my mom mentioned to me recently that she actually knew I didn't have faith Hmm. so that was that was interesting um to hear from her actually knowing that and but then I, you know, had started applying to colleges and I got this little note to apply to the University of Dallas. And I was like, University of Dallas, I guess, safety school. <laughs> and so I applied there and um, my plan was actually go to Drexel in Philadelphia. But then financial aid pushed me to the University of Dallas. And then I heard about the Rome program, too, which I think drew both of us. Yeah, I'll talk about that, too, I guess. To the university. Um, but... It was there that I started questioning my faith, and it was a little hard because a lot of the people that we met were knew their faith really well. You they mean, were, but you were talking about questioning in kind of a healthy, growing yes, kind of way, right? yes, in a healthy way. Um, and then in my room semester, I was given the opportunity to be confirmed, and I was still questioning it. But I had a really good friend who just helped me through the journey to continue to trust in the faith and um i was friend was not me we did not know each other no (laughs) no jake was not that friend um and so i was able to be confirmed in saint peter's which was pretty awesome and that was also my dad actually flew in for my confirmation and i think that was another nail in the coffin for him to well not i guess that sounds harsh but Mm. that was something that i think solidified him into embracing the faith yeah it was, it was yeah. inspirational for it him. was inspir- yeah it was inspirational for him to do that and i i mean i was confirmed but i i want to say that my 
faith journey was still continuing and I, I started growing and I think our our marriage and our relationship has continued yeah, to have definitely. me grow in my faith and so because I had such poor catechesis I feel like this podcast is important for me to learn and continue to learn about our faith and help other people learn yeah and help others um for me i was raised in not i mean no judgment towards my parents but my so one of my parents is not um catholic and and not very religious and the other one was catholic but kind of i mean she and she's told me too my mother's told me that you know she was catholic growing up in kind of the the middle of the post-vatican II to chaos where you know, she remembers like a nun with a guitar at her school who told them that the Bible was basically just stories. And, um, you know, they just weren't really catechized in a rigorous way. So she kind of grew up not knowing, you know, a lot about the church, but still being faithful to it mostly. And growing up, that was kind of our Catholicism was we would go to church every once in a while. Um, but kind of irregularly and not with like a lot of commitment and not, they, I mean, we weren't, they weren't the type of parents who were like living liturgically and worrying about, you know, what are we doing to really Catholicize Halloween? <laughs> and, you know, that, not, that wasn't a concern. Um, so, but by about high school, this, since my mom was wanting us to go through the sacraments, I got involved in the life teen program, which was required at, at St. Lawrence where I grew up in Sugarland. Um, and St. Lawrence is a really vibrant, great parish there still. Um, and I kind of feel like they really evangelized me without me even knowing about it. Still a great parish. It I is. To say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and diverse. Yeah. Father Drew is awesome. Yeah. He still is. awesome. Yeah. Um, but we, um, so I, I got kind of evangelized by that and I read like the New Testament kind of coalesced with like my Latin teacher who would quote Chesterton taking an interest in me for history stuff at school and um, reading, you know, like reading crime and punishment and English class. And I don't know, a lot, a lot of things were making me feel like more spiritual and more interested in religion. And to, to the point that by the end of high school, I was thinking I might want to be a priest. So I ended up talking to um, like father drew and to the vocations director for Galveston, Houston. Um, and, that vocations director, I think pretty wisely told me that it's a really big transition to go from high school to going to seminary. Um, so maybe I should go to college first. And then while I'm there, I can decide if I want to go to seminary. So he pointed me towards university of Dallas and that's how I found out about it because Holy Trinity seminary was there. Um, and then, uh, so I ended up going because I, once I visited, I really liked the idea of the Great Books Program. I loved the idea that almost all the students go to the, the Rome campus at some point for a semester. And um, so I went through my first year there and still had ideas, maybe I'd be a priest. But when I was in my Rome semester, I went on a retreat because they have a silent retreat that they offer. And in really kind of like my most clear prayer experience ever, I found that I just didn't think I was supposed to be a priest. I really discerned that I was supposed to be a father. And this That's is... right, ladies. <laughs> I didn't take a man from the cloth. He decided way before me. Yeah, it was before I met Lily. That's true. Um, and before I'd ever had like a real girlfriend or anything. And I would really had no hope at that time of ever being a father. But I felt that that was what I wanted to be. So I really put that idea to rest, that discernment process. 
and I still feel like that was really the the right move. So, um, and I guess once we, Lily and I began our faith journey together shortly after that, I think we both strengthened each other and started to learn more and more with each other. And, um, you pretty much told the rest. We ended up going back to Rome later to get married. Um, I thought it was important. Um, it was, um, I just, being a lover of history, I just knew that that was part of our history and I thought we needed to continue along that path. And so I forced us to get married in Rome. (laughs) You strongly encouraged it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but, uh, so I don't know what else can we tell? I mean, UD being at university of Dallas, I mean, it sounds like promotion for them, but it really strengthened our faith. Um, some of the courses and studies that we did there, I think that give us some credentials are that we were required to take, um, courses that are on the history of Western civilization. We're required to take uh, a course on the Bible, just on the Bible, one on the Western theological tradition that focuses on the church fathers. Um, we were, we took uh, each some history classes, I think that kind of intersect with different areas yeah. that we're, we'll talk about. I, I took, took a, an extra theology class that went on marriage. Oh yeah. Um, and then we both, we both try to focus on our, different areas of history yeah i Um, took an american catholic history class yeah which i think will come in handy whenever we want to talk more in depth about parts of uh, american catholicism i don't think i fully took like once again my faith journey was uh, you know still growing in college as well and so um i don't think i specifically took any church History, history classes, yeah. My, I'm not sure if there were any other church my, history ones or not, other than maybe they, maybe they were in the theology. I don't. Wing more, I, don't know. I don't know. But um, so I took more stuff like history of France and, you know, uh, a horrible medieval law class. That was a mistake. <laughs> I took medieval Europe, um, so that kind of counts. Yeah, and I took, I took history, history of Spain. I took history things of Mexico. Like that. Yeah. So we both, we anyway. both, um, I mean, that was, it was several years ago. So we're not saying that that gives us credentials. We honestly know enough just to do a little bit of damage to your understanding of history, but we're really going to try to research thoroughly before we talk about stuff. So, uh, that brings up another thing is that you can expect these podcasts are, are going to probably be once a month, just once again, because we want to do a thorough, uh, thorough research before we present a topic to you. Yeah. Um, and just to round off the personal part of this, after um, college, I went to law school, so sometimes I might get overly legalistic and hair splitting, and that's just my legal training. <laughs> um, and uh, Lilia actually worked as a preschool teacher for several years, so she has a lot of insight, I think, into... I mean, that's why we're going to include like children's books on our show notes and sometimes discuss those, because... I would hope that sometimes maybe an educator would listen to us and get something out of, or a parent and get something out of, out of this that they could help with their kids education. Um, so I just wanted to add that. And we are also our parents. We have two little ones. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to talk about kind of some ideas for, yeah. Yeah. Well, topics? do you want to go ahead and let the cat out of the bag of the next episode? Yeah. So our next one's going to be on St. Thomas More. 
Um, if you don't know who he is, he you should, one, go watch the movie A Man for All Seasons because that will pretty much catch you up. Pretty good movie, though. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah. And um, But St. Thomas More was an English statesman in the 16th century who um, he was a Renaissance humanist. He was friends with people like Erasmus. And um, he was a really loyal servant of Henry VIII. But then the Reformation happens, and he ends up on the losing side of that in England and ends up getting uh, imprisoned and beheaded for his beliefs because he refuses to go along with uh, Henry. Henry VIII's usurpation of the authority in the English church. So um, we're gonna, that's going to be our next episode. We're going to try to read as much as we can. Lily's read Utopia already, and I actually went through UD without somehow reading it. Shame. Sorry, Shame. but I'm reading it now, so we'll talk about that next time. Um, some ideas that we had for possible topics, I guess kind of the big categories might be things like saints, um, feast days or holidays. Um, like, I, I'd be really interested in doing a an episode on the Feast of Corpus Christi. Not necessarily on the day, but about it. Um you and I think we both, but especially you, are, are interested more in kind of subjects and like kind of like developments, maybe like cultural history, like things that aren't yeah. necessarily and traditions. Just because I mean, it's 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 funny. I think uh, one of my friends actually brought up the fact that when I was praying the rosary, that in the glory be, I uh, do the sign of the cross, and uh, another friend interjected and said that her mom actually did that and her mom was from an irish background and i was from a, i'm from a hispanic background so it's it's interesting to to know all these kinds of little traditions speculate about yeah. maybe why that practice was preserved on those those different mm-hmm. cultures um but some other ideas we had i mean like for saints obviously maybe some of the really famous ones like we we had tried multiple times to record an episode previously about saint patrick and i think we're going to try one more time hopefully in the spring and see if we can really actually finish it <laughs> um i was thinking like for the feast of corpus christi one saint patrick's pretty awesome guys yeah it was really interesting but we're not going to do that right now no we're save not. your thoughts yes later. i'll try um but like the feast of corpus christi one i thought we could talk about maybe eucharistic miracles in that context and and saint thomas aquinas i thought it'd be really good to do one about the rosary um because there's some legends and some really interesting history well, about that. Well, also, I was, it was told to me that we should do that, too. I know. That's why I put it on the list. Thank it was you. suggested by the Rosary Group. <laughs> um, and I, Something I wanted to ask you about that I remember just now was, I mean, how do you want to handle, I mean, how many or how often should we do, like, a scandalous topic or a potentially very controversial I don't know topic. I think you know we'll have to see where by scandalous I mean like I, mean, I don't know if it, this should be a refuge for people from things like the church sex abuse scandal or if it's a good forum for talking about that I think we should talk about the church's history in general I think I mean I think it is gonna our, our church history is almost 2,000 years and so that's gonna include the good the bad and the ugly so yeah. it's gonna we're going to have to talk about certain things. It's not going to be easy, and we're going to present it as um, matter-of-fact as we can. Just, you know. Yeah. I liked your, when we before we recorded this, you told me that you really want to, as much as possible, focus on, like, the really specifics of history. Mm-hmm. So instead of doing an episode on 
you know, really broad brush about like crusades or about the church sex abuse scandal to really focus in on specific incidents and people. And I think that that does help defuse those conversations because it's when things get really overly broad in general that emotions start to run high and unreasonable things start getting said. I think. Yes. Um, and obviously this next episode of St. Thomas More, we are going to be talking about the Reformation, which could be a sore spot depending on who our listener is. Yeah. So, um, but those are some ideas, kind of holidays, saints, um, and then more general, like social and cultural topics from church history. And there's so much, I just finished a book about church history, about the Catholic church, uh, one volume history of it. And it really just underscored for me how much I still don't know because there's so much there. We have so much to learn and we hope you guys continue you know, joining us on this little journey. Um, we should talk about some of our social media um, ways that you guys can interact with us because we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to see what you guys are interested in hearing about. We'd love to hear your feedback on what you think. Um, so we have a Facebook group that's Be There Done That. And also we have an Instagram at Be There Done That. So feel free to join us in any of those two social media platforms. Mm-hmm. Um, I our... also wanted to talk about yeah. why did we name it Be There Done That? Oh, yeah. It's named after St. Bede, um, the Venerable, uh, who is a he's considered kind of the father of church history, or at least for the father of English church history. He wrote a, a history of the English church. He was an Anglo-Saxon monk at uh, a monastery called Jarrow. And we came across, we could talk about him a little bit when we get to the St. Patrick episode mm-hmm. because he's kind of anti Patrick. Also, Bede is the inspiration for the artwork Jake created. Yeah. Um, and hopefully, we can add some color to that as time goes. Also, I love puns. So, yeah, Bede Lilia there. thought about thought that one. Yeah. Uh, when I, wanted I, to I, call I, it, I, I wanted to call it, you want to say it in the Brooklyn accent? What was the. Oh, okay. So the other father of church history is Saint, or not Saint. He's actually not a Saint, Eusebius. Um, so another possible title we had was Eusebius talking here. Oh, you can do this. <laughs> Sorry, like, yeah. I guess I got a little timid, but yeah, it was a pun on Eusebius. It was pretty yes, great. it would have been great. I I really love that one, but be there done that was pretty good though. Be there done that is is really good too. Um, so I I personally love puns and. A professor we had also loves puns, and so. Yeah, it's, and Dr. Scott Hahn loves puns, as we can see. He does? Yeah, Rome Sweet Home. I don't I don't pay attention to the titles of there his books. There was one section of um, uh, one book I just read. It was entitled Guided Misal, like a, <laughs> like a church misal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so... You talking about anything else? What do we want to talk about the format of the episodes? I don't no, have much to say about it, but I don't want to because I feel like we're right. just we're do... just still figuring out how to present the material. Basically, you can download the podcast on Spotify, and you can go to the website, the Fireside website, which is be there dot fireside dot fm. Yeah, and you can download an MP3 version of this all here. Five of you listeners, all three uh, of you, all two of you. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, I think that's it, really. Any final thoughts? I'm sleepy. It is late, but um, 
Okay, I think that's it. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Getting to Know Us, and hopefully we get you guys the St. Thomas More episode towards the end of the year or the beginning of the year. And happy liturgical new year, everybody. Yeah, happy Advent.